Hi folks, Matt Peters here. This is Cast a Day for June 16. With me in the studio is Archie Easter. Yes, that's right. My co-host of GCPD is back in the saddle. And with us, we brought a special guest. Chris Martinez is here, the artist of Night of the Fire Beast, a member of the Alder Kings, an indie wrestler, an indie ref. You just know him as an all-around cool guy. We're going to sit and we're going to talk about Godzilla. We're going to talk about a lot of things that you are going to love. But before we get to that, let me let you know about some events that are going on around the city this weekend. So, you remember Craze from an earlier episode from the Chicago Outfit Roller Derby uh, team. So, they have a bout today at 6 p.m. at Windy City Fieldhouse. Go and check that out. Also, Kevin Fair, friend of the show, he is holding a tournament for a mini NES and you know how hard those are to track down. Last but not least, my former uh, teammate from CNSC, still a great guy, Gordon Domowski is hosting one of those wonderful Doctor Who pop-up screenings. This one's going to be at Red Lion Pub. You can check that out at 7.30. So there's a lot to choose from going around in Chicago, but while you're traveling to these events, we're going to give you a little something to listen to. So take it away, boys. The, the fest for G's. <laughs> the fest for true G's. How is that more of a G fest? Dude, there's a G fest, and I'm always teasing. You, you've never been? No, I've never gone to G Whoa. So, Chris, tell us about G fest a little bit. Uh, G fest is the convention. Are we recording? Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I do that. <laughs> I'm gonna move closer to you because okay. you're kind of you're a little softer in the voice. So, G fest. Have you heard of G Fan Magazine? Mm-hmm. G-Fest is the yearly convention that G-Fan Magazine puts on in in Rosemont. Okay. And I think now it's 27th year. Oh, wow. So they haven't done them all in Rosemont, but for the most part, they've been there at one of the hotels. When's the next one? Is it still this year? Yeah, in July, like uh, second weekend of July. It's pretty cheap to get into. You might have to go. I might have to go. Yeah. Second weekend of July. Going to go to the fourteenth. <laughs> like fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, I think. Nice. Yeah, and like I can't actually go on the Friday, but you know I'll be there. Oh, I was like Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. <gasps> Why? Why with the gas? It's like three days of Godzilla. I know, yeah. man. It's like a Godzilla. Godzilla, Gamera, like all of the like all kaiju related stuff. God. And right. there's literally. There's no way I'm not going now. Right. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, uh, I have to go. You have to go. I'm not tabling in the artist alley this year. But I, There's uh, an artist alley? Yeah. It's not much of one now. But it's, it's like, it's basically like a normal, like, like almost like C2E2 or Wizard World. Like, it's a full-on con. It's not yeah, like, like a, I think they do, like, five or 6,000 people you wow. know, over the course of the weekend. So, it, like, it's not, like, 40,000 a day like C2E2, but... It's really nice, and it's, like, all in the hotel, so, like, you can just go there and spend the entire day in a dealer's room, also. So, also, it's not in the convention center, it's more... It's yeah, it's more right like out over a hotel. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But even, actually, even smaller. Yeah, it's, but, like, in, in terms of, like, it being in the hotels and yeah. all the surrounding areas, more than um, the convention center. So, yeah, and I'm actually surprised. I, there's so many G fans who've actually had no idea about it. They don't really advertise it uh, yeah, too well, in my opinion. Like, I don't really see any type of, like... No, they don't advertise yeah. it at all. Yeah. But, like, when I w- did 
the past few years I've tabled there to promote the books and like in an entire weekend out of all the people I would meet I would meet like two or three locals like people come from Japan oh, the UK wow. all over the world because wow. it's literally the only thing like it that exists really that's crazy that's really cool like I, I want to check it out I especially want to check it out because you, you mentioned that there's some um, and of course this is the since last we spoke channel so we can talk freely about whatever the fuck we want um <laughs> You mentioned there's a concurrent convention going on there most times. Yeah, usually it's the same weekend as Exotica. Yeah, so mm. the adult convention. Mm-hmm. There's there's a little bit of a crossover. It's going either on the there. same weekend or sometimes it's been like following weekends. But I've been there when it's been the same weekend, and there's no crossover. Ah, oh, that's unfortunate. No, no. that is unfortunate. Because <laughs> I mean, you know, look, man. All right, I have seen Ultraman porn stills though. That's yeah. I mean, that's to be that's to that's to be like expected though, because Ultraman's basically just a dude in a, in a nude suit, you know. But I see. Okay, so that's actually good. We can actually clean this up a little bit. I used to watch Ultraman growing up. That was my like introduction to like the whole kaiju thing before Godzilla. Oh, before I'm about to ruin your childhood. Uh oh no. <laughs> before anything else, it was always Ultraman with that cheesy ass theme song when he would actually go and fight the monster and all that stuff. Of course, it was the English version. No, actually, I think it was like, um, yeah, no, it was the English version. It used to come on like WPWR early Saturday morning before the cartoons began. And I dug it, man. I really dug it. That's why I was kind of disappointed because like, all right, with Ultraman, I was spoiled. You get a 30-minute episode, you're guaranteed to see Ultraman in the last like five or six minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Godzilla, there is so much exposition to <laughs> yeah. so where like, and I'm, I'm not I know I'm not talking about the most recent like uh, iterations of course like the American version of course it's just like there's tons of action and all that and some of the, the later uh, Toho stuff there's a lot of like action even there's like a a montage at the beginning of um, what's, the, what's the anniversary movie I can't think of the name of it you know the 2000 yeah it wasn't Destroy All Monsters was it no yeah, that's the game Right, right, right. Well, See, no, that was that was one of the, was the it? last movies of the Showa era. Oh, okay, maybe that's why I'm confused. But I can't. I think I know which one you're talking about. I can't remember the name. Of it. it was the one they they did a big one for the anniversary where he went back and fought a lot of the classic monsters. Oh, oh, that was uh, Final Wars. Yeah, Final yeah, yeah, Wars. Final yeah. Wars. Yeah, yeah, that one had a really cool montage at the beginning, just showing a lot of the old films and yeah. him just like yeah. you know just wrecking shop. It was great. It was a lot of fun. Even the most recent Toho one, the one like with the new, like, the Shin Godzilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like even that one, I still, I still haven't seen it. Um, but from what I've heard, like even that is more. It deals more with, all right, how would a government actually react if this were to happen, and all the bureaucracy and all like the different levels of like, all right, these now. What do we do now? This person has to get approval from this person, and this committee has to go to the like. It's it's more dealing with that. It's as even opposed better to, than that, actually, because that that's what it is. And mm-hmm. the hero is actually one of the government bureaucrat guys who thinks outside the box. But like, there's a, there's whole scenes where the thing appears in the bay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they don't know what it is, so they have to have a, a big cabinet meeting about that. Right. But then they decide that well, we can't decide this. We have to have another meeting 
to see who's going to decide that. So then yeah. everyone gets up and goes to another meeting room, all the same people to have a different meeting to decide who's going to decide be in the other the meeting. First meeting. Yeah, that's pretty great. Like and, I, I want that to be the whole movie, and then Godzilla's just looking at his watch. Like uh. basically, but like all the exposition in that, like, is similar to the original movie, mm-hmm. which was a message movie, right. not yeah. a monster movie. Right, right. And if you watch some of the other movies in the series with a lot of the exposition, they're making, like, real films that just happen to have a monster in them. Right. Mm-hmm. Just the versions you see are not necessarily, like, the same as the Japanese versions. Right, yeah. So, like, originally a lot of the cast members were, like, in Kurosawa films and, like, all these other, like, really well-received movies. Mm-hmm. But because they work for the studio, they just go around to different, different films where they were needed. That makes sense. It actually reminds me of a story I heard on Snap Judgment a while ago, where the host Glenn Washington was talking about how he uh, moved to Japan for a couple of years, and uh, he was reminiscent of when he used to hang out with his little brother, and they would go and they would like watch Godzilla movies and stuff like that, and they'd be just like super hyped about the whole thing you know yeah. like yeah Godzilla's gonna fight everybody it's gonna be great but then when he went to a theater in Japan trying to get like a feel for home and see a Godzilla movie among you know other folks he was just taken aback by how serious the crowd was during the entire thing and just like you said it's a different film yep. it's yeah. just completely different yeah and it's not necessarily as popular in the same way over there but, yeah you know because you know nerd culture in general isn't looked upon very favorably so um, it's popular with certain people but it's not as mainstream like kind of mainstream you know because it's a cultural icon right yeah but you know it's not like cool to like Godzilla necessarily right <laughs> yeah no it's not I, I understand what you're saying um, well I mean that goes back to the whole reason why they created the movies to begin with like, yeah it wasn't it wasn't created because they wanted to make awesome monster movies. It was made because, you know, this was the only way they could get that message out of, like, what... Basically, the fallout from, from World War Two. Yeah, literally. Yeah. 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 So, Archie, when you when you went to Japan, you went to Japan with your, with your job, you work at Wargaming. Yeah. And uh, you got to see that culture firsthand. Like, there's a, a hotel or something like that? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a total, like, tourist thing. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, it's the like the one with the giant guy. Yeah, head. yeah. I, I went up there, so I didn't actually stay at the hotel, but they they and it's smart the way they do this. So you can't just go up there and see the Godzilla head. You either have to stay at the hotel at the hotel, or there's a coffee shop up there. You can go up and get coffee, and then they'll let you go up there ah. and take the pictures <laughs> and all that stuff. So as long as you're getting something from the coffee shop, yeah, yeah you can go up. There's a, there's a gift shop up there. When you get up there, you can get all types of little Godzilla stuff. You can take pictures with the, with the giant Godzilla, and there's like little placards up there with like all the different um, the reference like all the different movies. There's like oh neat. There's like little um, like reliefs where he's fighting the different monsters and all that stuff. It's really cool. Oh wow. 
That um, is cool. Now, if you could go up there and have like coffee with Tommy Lee Jones, I'd be all about that. Because <laughs> you know those. Yeah, those, there's uh, no, uh, there's no boss. I did drink a lot of boss coffees though while I was there, just because of that. I love like those. I would, I would have one practically every morning. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <just> awesome. <laughs> would you look this fondly into the air and just? You know, oh yeah, I did that. Take the day in. <laughs> I did it a couple times. I don't know if I got pictures of it, but I did do that. I kept, like I just drink it and just kind of like pose and look at the sky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty great. I definitely got to put a, a, a link to that in the show notes. <laughs> those commercials are epic. Chris, have you seen those? Those I've heard ads? of them. I haven't actually seen oh, they're, them. Oh, they're, man. they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's just like so wacky. Wait, no, it's not Tommy Lee Jones. It's an alien that looks like Tommy Lee Jones. That's right. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was mistaken. <laughs> Way to break kayfabe. I know. <laughs> so, okay. Speaking of kayfabe, there's a lot of seemingly crossover between uh, kaiju movies and uh, pro wrestling in a lot of ways. You know, it, yeah. it, it seems like they are I don't want to say counter-dependent <coughs> on one another, but it, it just seems like they just kind of go hand-in-hand, hand, you know? True. Do you True. feel like that's the case, too? Or? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of similarities, especially in the 70s movies where the fights actually look like pro wrestling. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they did it on purpose to appeal to kids. <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, there's obvious wrestling moves that are thrown in there. Yeah. when they're fighting the monsters. <laughs> which, is, which is why I put it in the second Fire Beast book. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. It. Yeah, there's an entire scene in the second book, which I'll, I'll tell you about later, but... The entire fight scene is like leg drops and sleeper holes. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was a homage at the time. I thought you were just like channeling like the next match you were going to work or something like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, no, no. No, it's a total homage. The entire thing. It's it's great. Yeah, I love that book. But, uh, yeah. And then, actually, there's a new movie. You know Kota Ibushi. Yeah. He's in a kaiju movie where he he's transformed into giant size to fight kaiju. Really? But I can't find a copy of it yet. <laughs> I gotta check that out. Because Kota Ibushi is awesome. Yes, he is. When you find that, you let me know. Uh, you look too, because yes. nobody can find it yet. Okay, okay. I mean, it's it's funny how uh, popular pro wrestling is in Japan. Well, I mean, I guess from the outside looking in almost, it's, it's kind of like, um, it seems like it's a lot more widely accepted over there, yeah. even with like how popular it is now. Because of guys like The Rock over here. Like, over there, like, New Japan Pro Wrestling is, like, a lifestyle. Yeah, and it's more like a sport. Yeah. Not, you know, like, everyone knows what's up, but they treat pro wrestling the same as they treat boxing, the same as they treat MMA or K1 or, or anything like that. It's all on the same level. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I don't know if you saw this, Arst, um, and, and New Japan Pro Wrestling actually has a partnership with, uh, with Namco. Where some of the uh, the costumes and some of the moves from some of the wrestlers made it into Tekken Seven. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so, pretty cool. I thought some of the wrestlers were actually going to be in one of the games. Well, you know what? It's um, what did they do? They they had uh, the Rainmaker move adopted by King. Did they actually have a wrestler dress up like King? They did. That's yeah, fantastic. yeah. There's, there's. I was gonna a, say that one's like. I mean, that one's already made to order. I mean, like you just. That's a freebie. Like. Well, I mean, yeah, King was already based on Tiger Mask. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like Tiger Mask is a, is a popular oh, yeah, yeah. Japanese wrestler, and uh, even the the, uh, the star of an anime over there. <laughs> well, actually, that that's a whole different string of stuff, because Tiger Mask started out as a manga and then an anime. 
I think in the 70s or early 80s. Okay. And then New Japan had a guy portray Tiger Mask, and now they're on like four Tiger Mask four or five. Oh. Yeah. And That's kind of what they did with Tekken too. Like there's different yeah. kings. Like there's always like somebody else that takes up the mantle yeah, after it, a certain point. It's the same point. exact thing. Yeah. And now there's a new anime, which is simulcast right now on Crunchyroll, hmm. called Tiger Mask W. And it's all like modern stuff and with a completely different Tiger Mask who they now have this guy Kota Ibushi portraying in the ring fighting villains from the anime. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it, it's like like meta Inception Tiger Mask. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of cool because One Hour Tees actually got the rights to print some Bullet Club t-shirts that um, they have the Skull and Crossbones Bullet Club logo but it also has the hair from um What's his name? Uh, the old guy, the main guy. Hihachi. Yeah, so it looks like Hihachi in the face. Okay. And it says "Game Over" on the back of the shirt. Yes. And it's cool because they're local, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they also printed the Cast Today shirt, so yeah. Nice. Good for good for them. <laughs> the highlight of their month. That's right. <laughs> I come in there, all their faces light up because you know they don't know who I am. So they're like, "Why are you walking into our you store?" Don't look like Cabana at all? No. <laughs> Which I want to get Colt Cabana on the show too. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> yes, I would. I mean, he's he's a Chicago podcaster, and that's oh, yeah. I, exactly I, you know. I love Colt Cabana, like. I've actually I've seen very little of his wrestling. Yeah. What I've seen I loved. But I'm just a big fan of his podcast, even though like as uh, an air quotes wrestler, like he would probably hate me. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a it's a strange profession to me as an outsider. It seems like there's a lot of brotherhood, but there's also a lot of like odd jealousy in there too sometimes. Well, you know, it's not even jealousy, it's like some there are wrestlers on all different levels mm-hmm. and like Colt Cabana for example often pokes fun at what he calls local yokels ah. like the guys who kind of play wrestle or like you know and a lot of those guys deserve it because they think they're stars even though they're not and you know guys like that yeah um, but you know like he kind of talks shit about those guys Overall, not knowing you know necessarily what their situation is. Mm-hmm. Oh, I so so there's kind of class snobbery, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of get to because some of those 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 guys try to act like they're all fantastic and whatnot, and they're just you know they're them. They have a niche. Yeah. Um, and I I kind of like I I appreciate anybody who really gets in there, but yeah yeah I kind of see where Colt's coming from too because he, he's trying to make sure that his his profession is protected and everything oh yeah for sure yeah um, but not everyone's trying to make a living that's yeah. true right that's true you know like I I'm not gonna be famous I'm not gonna make a living at it my main goal is you know personal challenge really you know and I still suck but I, th- I think the ba- big advantage I have is that I know I suck instead of like sucking but thinking I'm awesome, which is <laughs> which is you know, a lot of the guys that he makes fun of. That's a lot worse, actually. I can imagine. Yeah, it's like whoever listened to Cassidy yesterday knows that I suck. 
Because I didn't have an episode. <laughs> well, I mean, I talked for five minutes, so I kind of gave myself a MacGuffin, but, you know. Yeah, um, yeah dude, like, I don't know. It, it's it's always impressive, just the, the, the chemistry that goes on in the ring like that. Yeah, and you, you can't plan it, because sometimes it'll work really well, and then sometimes it just really, really sucks. Ah, sometimes it does. Yes. But I mean, it's, it's interesting you mentioned like making a living off of it because yeah, just like when Archie and I were doing comic books, I don't know, did you feel like we were going to make a living off of it or you just kind of felt like it was just like a, a, a cool project? Uh, I thought it was a cool project. I didn't know, I didn't think we would make a living off of it. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Um, I mean, you know. <laughs> I think there's a lot. I thought it would do well, but I, I didn't, I didn't think that it was going to like, we were going to just like quit our day jobs and, and just do that from then on yeah <laughs> I'm with you I mean at least not on that book I enjoyed working on it don't get me wrong no, I enjoyed it was great on like, I love doing it yeah. yeah it was just like I didn't think more. I was gonna <laughs> more. Like, I, I should <laughs> when I stopped trying to make a living at it and just started doing stuff that I wanted to do that's when it actually became a lot more fun yeah and like I don't have to worry about it yeah it's late nights you know but it's worth it yeah I mean, yeah, I kind of feel the same way, you know. And I know, um, just on that on that note, Archie, you worked hard getting to where you are at wargaming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've I've seen it from the outside. Once again, I've seen how hard you work, and it's it's, it's amazing how far you've gone, man. It's great. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "That's all I'm saying. That's all I got." <laughs> no, but that's cool. Um, but back to Godzilla. Yeah, it always comes back back to Godzilla. That's right. I want to know how you were first introduced to Godzilla. Hmm. I don't remember the first movie I saw, actually. I know, like, I saw Godzilla vs. Gigan in the theater Mm. when I was really young, but I don't think that was the first Godzilla I saw. I want to... Say the first Godzilla I saw was actually the Marvel comic. Oh wow! I think, oh wow! I think. Okay. At least it wasn't the Image comic where he went one on one with Charles Barkley. I have that, and it's fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's great. Like actually, I so a dealer at a con I was at gave it to me because I was such a fan. He just like came over and was like, "You need to have this." <laughs> well, I mean, Godzilla got busy. Got, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that was it. Technically, the first giant monster for me was King Kong ah okay mm. yep. yeah I do remember a lot more King Kong movies than I do like seeing Godzilla growing up well I should say the one King Kong movie yeah 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 because yeah. yeah. that was always on WGN like every <laughs> Sunday afternoon it seemed like they were playing that the original or the 76 like the original I didn't okay. see the 76 one until like I, I rented it from um, not Blockbuster what was that other joint Hollywood maybe Hollywood it was like red. I remember their like their theme was like it was red and gold or something like that. Yeah, I believe I saw the seventy six in the theater. Okay. So that was like always my first Kong. Mm. Yeah. I remember it being kind of cheesy with the giant like hand and everything like that. You know, when he fell off the <laughs> building, it's just on the ground, and it's like that's it. That's that's it. That's he's, it. He's done. Okay, yeah, movie over. All right. <laughs> I mean, um, if, if they were more realistic, he would have just been a puddle. That's after, true. Yeah. That's true. That. Just liquefied. I mean, all that body. Yeah, totally. That'd be weird. Yeah. It's like, when like you, if you jump off this building, you'll be 
pretty puddly. But yeah. he's big though, so it's like he's not falling the same amount of distance that you would fall. We're putting too much science in yeah. this. Yeah. I mean, te- yeah. Technically, what should happen is what happens when people jump off buildings, which is they hit and the air pressure in their lungs blows their head off. Wow. Wow. Yeah. The more you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you remember, I used to work midnights at a convenience store and associate with a lot of police, so I would hear these stories immediately after they happened. Oh. I was led to believe that... It's not like you land and you're in, like, yeah, a race That's the Hollywood thing. Yeah. 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 You, know, you fall in a car and... You no, know, your head is exploded off your body wow. and amongst other things. Just like yeah. Alan Rickman in Die Hard. when he just hit that car and it was, He's you know... Like, yeah, that's it. You're good. Yeah. Nope. Okay. That was an interesting answer. <laughs> Archie, when, when was the first time you became a Godzilla fan? I actually don't remember. I know I was really young, because I, I still have, like, my dad got me this little Godzilla. Yeah. I, I don't remember where he got it from, but it's like a little plastic Godzilla that, like, I guess they, like, mass-produced all over the place. I remember seeing one, like, there was one on the set of Roseanne that looked exactly like the <laughs> one that I have. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, it's like you could see it in the background. It was like, I have the exact same one. And it doesn't actually look it. like Godzilla. No. Well, it, 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 it does. It's like the Aurora model kit Godzilla. Uh, yeah. Let, let me keep talking. I'll yeah. Find okay. out. yeah, but yeah. he's like green. His lips are like red. I yeah. Think. yeah. He's got like the little one. rubber white teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I used to love those things. It's you like find the, them at the dollar store. The dollar store Godzilla. Yeah, that's yeah. What I was yeah. Say. But it was like an official Godzilla, even though it looks like like a crappy like knockoff. I, I mean, back then, licensed products were just garbage. Yeah. I mean, they didn't well, care. Yeah. They would slap their name on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I, I think there was an episode of, and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this, but SNL where Dan Aykroyd was like uh, on some late night talk show and he was talking about uh, you know the licensed products that he was selling for Christmas hot oh, toys yeah. <laughs> and it was like bag of glass yeah bag of glass but it was like a six million dollar man bag of glass or something <laughs> like that like wow <laughs> bag of glass kids will love it yeah <laughs> bag of glass <laughs> yeah I mean those were simpler times but yeah man action figures didn't look like the characters back then no. at all no and if they did there was no articulation yeah. <laughs> I remember, man, like, back in the, shoot, we were in college, I think, so it had to be, like, in the early 2000s, like, when Marvel started really putting out these great action figures that had so many different points of articulation and so much detail that they would brag about it on the package. That's Spider-Man. Yes. That's Spider-Man. Yeah. That like, <laughs> like, 19? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But even the commercial, it was like they just showing all these different poses, like stop motion and stuff like that. Like, look at what he can do, man. He can flick his wrist. It's great. <laughs> and McFarlane's like, well, shit. <laughs> My guys can move their head, I guess. I don't know. But can move awesome. their legs? Yeah. What, what about you and Godzilla? I thought you were wondering how many points of articulation I had. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's a whole different podcast. I've never counted. <laughs> it goes down as the years go up. One, <laughs> a two, a three. Three. <laughs> yeah, my first exposure to Godzilla, yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's kind of like, and that's, that's my stuff because I asked the question like I had an answer. It's like, it's just, Godzilla's always been ever present, you know? Yeah, like, none of us can think of when when he first appeared in our lives because he was always there. He's all, you know, when there was only one set of footprints in the sand, those giant set of footprints? <laughs> it's because he picks you up and ate you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
Well, actually, you know what? I will say this. My first exposure to Godzilla was not Godzilla. It was Lizzie from Rampage. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah. I heard they're, they're, they've got a whole bunch of shit downtown. They're filming the movie here. With The Rock, for some reason. Yeah. You know? Why not? Right. <laughs> Why? I mean, once once he did, like, Scorpion King. And... I didn't know they were filming a Rampage movie. Yes, yeah, so yes. That's... I mean, they do get credit for filming it in Chicago because it was developed by Midway. Yeah. So, I mean, they get credit for that, but, yeah, Rampage. Wow. I don't know. As long as Adam Sandler's not involved. Is there going to be a giant rat? I hope. (laughs) I hope they will. I'm skeptical. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Rock did that one movie trailer for Bambi on SNL again. I'd actually watch that version. <laughs> He's just like a buff Bambi. <laughs> I'm not skeptical of The Rock. I'm just skeptical of any tongue-in-cheek kaiju stuff. Yeah. Like that, what was that movie, Colossal, that came out? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 where the, the ladies, like, control yeah. and the, oh, when she yeah. gets drunk, she controls the, the monster The thing that people that. don't remember, because it wasn't publicized that much, except for, like, the G-fans, was that that whole production almost got completely canned because... In all their prelim stuff that they were showing to studios and everything, they use actually used Godzilla mm. and Mazinger hmm. in all their pre-visualization stuff. Oh, so wow. Toho found out and like sued the shit out of them. Wow! And they're like, "Well, why can't we do that?" And because like, <laughs> you're youth. What, what yeah. do you mean? Why can't you do that? Like what? That's our son. <laughs> can't use our son without our express permission. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah. Wow. So, yeah. yeah. Um, that's all I got. Hmm? That's all I got. Oh. Well, s- speaking of copyright infringement Uh-oh. and Godzilla and G- G-Fest, so the reason why I'm not actually tabling at G-Fest this year is because uh, they introduced contracts mm. for all all the the artist alley uh, people mm-hmm. and in that contract it expressly states you cannot sell anything that depicts a toho character specifically that is not properly licensed wow which uh, apparently so even like sketches and stuff like that like original art is a different thing okay but if you're selling prints and I uh, apparently this is going on at a lot of cons now because you have people that do like the fan art prints and right. sell them which technically is illegal huh. the the thing that is happening now is you have people who are basically making a living selling unlicensed artwork right so now, because it's such a big thing, all the IP holders are starting to take notice. Mm. Yeah, but it, when it was just a couple people making a couple bucks, it's like, yeah, whatever. Or, but. And also, you have these artists now that are basically advertising what they're doing. Right. And, like... Using all these characters yeah, that belong to other people. Like, G-Fan Magazine's all based on Godzilla, mm. but Toho, they had a, an entire section in the magazine of fan fiction and, and, and fan art. Mm-hmm. Where Toho shut all that down. Wow. Because the magazine is, I don't think they make much of a profit, but it's a for-profit magazine. Mm -hmm. So all these artists, and this affects the guys who actually draw Godzilla for a living, because the IDW artists go there. Mm -hmm. And apparently, like the contract came out months ago, and I opted out. 
on principle over the way everything was handled. The contract's totally legit, and I agree with that. Mm -hmm. And it actually doesn't affect me because I own all my own IP, mm -hmm. and I don't do any any other characters. Right. But nobody else except for a couple people actually looked at the contract until a month before G-Fest. Oh. And now all these guys are freaking out. They're like, oh, well, we can't do this and we can't do that. And the person in charge of Artist Alley said, no, no, it's okay to draw Godzilla. When there's two different spots in this contract that so say you can't. you can't. And the whole thing is just silly. And I don't know how you guys feel, but you know, the, the people who do the prints and whatnot, which I used to and I stopped because mm -hmm. I kind of saw this coming. Yeah. That if you do that and you get shut down because you're not properly licensing the intellectual properties, mm -hmm. you can't you can't complain about it. Right. Because right. you're technically doing something wrong, but all these people are throwing fits, not at just at G Fest, but at various conventions right. like it's almost at that point like you have to just kind of go up oh, well can't do that anymore like I'll do my own thing or yeah. like I'll make my own characters which would be like awesome that. yeah especially for the the comics industry right sure but these people are like well I'm not doing anything wrong it's not like I'm you know cutting into their profits they're like how much money did you make at this con I'm like oh like like three grand well that's <laughs> three grand yeah it's yeah. not like 30 bucks yeah like, you've got all these <laughs> these people in Artist Alley doing the same unlicensed work and that's a lot of money. Right. Well, you know what's interesting? Like, Archie, you and I talked about this on DCPD years ago because mm -hmm. the guy, and I I apologize, I can't remember his name, the guy that created, well, co-created Ghost Rider, um, he got a cease and desist from Marvel because oh, he was in yeah, Artist Alley that. and he was, yeah, he was selling prints and stuff mm -hmm. like that of Ghost Rider. His own artwork. Yeah. You know, because all his original stuff at that point, it was property of Marvel. You couldn't keep your, your original uh, pieces. Right. So, yeah, I, I see it from that aspect. But then, even this year, at C2E2, walking through Artist Alley, and I see, like, somebody like, and I, I'm just using his name as, as an example because his name pops into my head first, but like a Scotty Young sitting across from a guy who's selling prints, and he has, like, this huge booth, and it's all the way up to the ceiling with all these examples. yeah. yeah. Scotty's getting no attention, and this guy's got a line. It's and, like, and some of those guys aren't even selling artwork that they did. They swipe right. prints from the fucking internet. I've seen that wow. too. Bleeding Cool likes to call yeah. those guys out, but yeah, like it just really sucks that the real artists. I went to um, uh, MegaCon in Florida, mm -hmm. and they had a lot of guys in Artist Alley. I was there to see Joe Martin. You know, he had a pretty good following at the time. George Perez was there. Nobody stopped by to even shake the man's hand. George Perez of uh, Teen Titans, mm -hmm. you know, he, he did the most memorable stories with the group. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he drew by hand, painstakingly, almost killing himself, JLA versus Avengers with every single active Avenger and, and JLA member ever on the cover of one issue. And nobody stopped him, like, you know, give the man kudos. It, it sucked. It was terrible. Yep. I did stop to argue with Ethan Van Cyber though. Because he's a fuck. He is. <laughs> he deserves that. And he knows he deserves that. Yeah. He knows he deserves that. Because, you know, he, he, he was the cause of me throwing away all my, my uh, Green Lantern issues. Nah, I didn't throw them away. But I'm not going to read them again. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, men, this has been fun. 
I enjoy talking about Godzilla and periphery of other things. And uh, <laughs> Archie, do you have any final thoughts before we go? Uh, go, go, Godzilla. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the bluest of cult classic. <laughs> I haven't heard that song in ages. <laughs> it's constantly going in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Is that something that um that All the Kings plays? Do you guys ever play that? Uh, no, we haven't actually figured out a good instrumental arrangement of it for uh, three pieces yet. But it's been discussed. We have a Godzilla song, though. Yes. You've yes, seen that one. I've seen that one. Pull yes. it up on the YouTubes for Archie. I shall. We're not recording now, right? No, we are. Oh, all right. We've been recording for like an hour. <laughs> no, you just said we were done. Well, so yeah. Wait till we're officially done. We you were, can edit this part out. We were, <laughs> we're doing final thoughts. Let's stay on that. Yeah. Okay. No, we'll so, keep, it, keep this up. Keep it real. Keeping it real. <laughs> That sounds like a podcast, I know. Mm -hmm. All right, so yes, please. What? Final thoughts, sir. Screonk. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, too. And that's all I got. Thank you for tuning in. This was cast today. I'm not sure what episode it is because I might post the girls one first. So <laughs> thanks for listening. And thank you for putting up with all that laughter. I'm sure their episode was better than ours, but, you know, they're girls. So. There's more of them, too, okay? <laughs> so, you know, force and numbers, strength and numbers force and numbers. I'm tired. Good night, everybody. <laughs> As you can see, I don't have a closer for Force and numbers. Yeah, force and That's what I'm naming this episode. Force and numbers. <laughs> I'm going to make it look like G.I. Joe. <laughs> <laughs>